Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Wolverine.com recruiting show. Appreciate you guys for joining me. Sorry about last week. Um, I was on the road traveling, and I think the week before that we had those mic issues. So I'm currently just using my MacBook audio, so hopefully it sounds all right. Let me know in the chat if you experience any technical issues, and we'll have our uh, fill-in producer work on that. Uh, in the meantime, while the show populates, I want to remind you guys to subscribe to the Wolverine.com today for just $29.99. That gets you six months free, so it gets you past the big June official visit weekend slate. Uh, make sure to subscribe today for all your latest recruiting information, team information, basketball, transfer portal, NIL, and so much more. Also, like this video uh, helps us get in front of other Michigan fans. And make sure to subscribe to the uh, channel as well. I believe we're at 21,800 right now. Uh, so we definitely want to get to that goal of 22,000. So make sure to um, hit that like button and subscribe. It takes all of five seconds. Looks like we already have a super chat from Terrence Yarbrough. Well, he sent a super sticker, so shout out to him. Um, super chats are very much welcome on the show. Obviously, that money goes directly to my travel budget and helps me get around the country to see top Michigan targets and bring you guys the latest recruiting information. Um, if you guys have any super chats, um, go ahead and send them in and you get to leap the line. Um, but if you guys are ready, make sure to jump in the chat now, post your comment with your questions, and I will be here to answer for the next half hour. This is not the sole super chat show, so it's just me, Solo Dolo. Uh, we will have the return of Zach Libby for the regular Tuesday show next week to recap the first week. Um, Let's go ahead and go to John Stacy. I know he just made a comment, didn't necessarily 
uh, ask a question, but this is a topic I wanted to hit on anyway. So we'll go ahead and just start off with that. I'm sure we'll have plenty of Brian Robinson questions, but John Stacy says it's time for Robinson to commit soon. Um, and I agree, John, for sure. Uh, Brian Robinson on 300 edge out of Ohio has been a Michigan lean for a long time, several, several months dating back to last year. I don't remember exactly the time I put in a on three prediction, but it was at some point, I don't know, like six months ago or something like that. But I do feel like it's time for Brian Robinson to pull the trigger. He is set to make his official visit this weekend. Uh, what can Michigan do to win over Brian Robinson? I'm not sure. He's visited Michigan about 10 times. The only thing I can really suggest or offer up is making Brian feel like he is a priority or you know, one of the biggest priorities on the edge board. A, a lot of times, you know, when guys are leans like this for so long, the chances go down, the recruitment turns stale. I think even more recently, Kentucky has probably made him feel like more of a priority than Michigan, just because Michigan's after so many guys. Like, like I've said on the message board too, it's first to five, man. Michigan's going to take five edge guys this year. It's first to five. Whoever wants to commit, commits. You know, if Brian doesn't make a decision this month, there's a chance five edge guys jump on board in the next month. And that's not even an exaggeration. I mean, you could see those uh, spots just flying off the board, especially when you look at guys that are leaning towards Michigan. You have Dominic Nichols, who, you know, the on three percentage gives Michigan the best chance to land him. Devin Baxter, same thing. Uh, Jacob Smith, same thing. Um, you know, our national analyst, Chad Simmons, put in a prediction for Darian Mayo. You have Marquise Lightfoot still coming in for an official visit as well. Uh, Zach Libby, my coworker, put in a prediction for Elias Rudolph. So there are a lot of names. It, again, it's first to five. So if Brian doesn't commit soon, then you know he could be left without a spot. So I think, you know, if Michigan really, really makes him feel like a priority and kind of explains that situation, that spots are running low, then maybe you see him jump on the class. But the longer he waits, the less likely – there is to be room for him in the class. Um, let's go ahead and go down to Mitchell M. Over under four commits this month. I'm going to go over. Um, you know, you have Jeremiah Beasley on 300 in-state linebacker out of Belleville who has already set a commitment date for June 29th. So that is, you know, this coming month. I'm assuming you mean June by this month since it is May 31st. But... Assuming you mean June, I am going over. So Jeremiah Beasley, I think, would be one. Uh, I think Michigan has the lead right now. Michigan State, obviously, still a factor set to host him for an OB this weekend. His half-brother, Malik Carr, is on the team. But I think Michigan's the heavy favorite there. I think another guy that doesn't have a date set but could commit in June uh, or have told me that he plans to commit in June is four-star wide receiver Marion Stewart another longtime lean who is coming in for his OV on June 23rd. Aaron Childs has been a longtime lean on 300 linebacker at a only good counsel. Told me a decision could come in late June or early 
July. Then you have uh, Owen Wafel, a uh, recent Notre Dame commit, who I just put in a prediction for not too long ago. He's set to come in for an official visit on June 9th and told me that a decision could come at some point before the end of June. Same thing with David uh, Pale Pale, another top defensive line target, coming in for an official visit the same weekend, told me a decision could also come before the end of June. So a lot of uh, potential options there. Then you have guys that haven't really given a timeline that I think um, could jump on board as well, including Jacob Smith, who's visiting this weekend and is the uh, twin brother of Gerard Smith. Devin Baxter, who I have a prediction for. Again, any of those edge guys, Baxter, uh, Jacob Smith, Elias Rudolph, like uh, with those spots kind of flying off the board, any of those guys could jump in the class. And I'm really interested to see how things go with Jordan Ship this uh, weekend as well. Four-star wide receiver out of Providence Day, teammate of Michigan, commits Channing Goodwin and Jaden Davis. Uh, if you know he shuts it down in June, uh, will it be Michigan? I think if things go well on the OV, the answer could definitely be yes. So a lot of commitment possibilities for June. I actually had a story over on the Wolverine.com listing five key targets that could make their decision. I know I kind of gave you a rundown of that story, but go check it out and, and uh, get more in-depth thoughts on some of those guys. Looks like uh, we have a question from Indigo Ronan. And he says, what does our CB uh, look like heading into June? So assuming a cornerback board and uh, parentheses realistic targets. Uh, look, the, the top two guys on the corner board have been Bryce West and Aaron Scott, um, the top 100 prospects out of enemy territory in Ohio. Look, I, I put in a prediction for Bryce West to land at Ohio State. I think it's going to be a true uphill battle for Michigan to win him over, even though he is slated to come in for an OB. I think Michigan has a much better chance with Aaron Scott, and I've said that for several months. I've always thought Michigan uh, had a true chance with Aaron Scott. I didn't necessarily feel that way with Bryce West. Now, I'm not ready to jump on board and get on the Aaron Scott to Michigan train just yet. Uh, the OV on the 16th will be huge. Obviously, that's Victor's weekend, so he'll get a chance to spend – a lot of time around the commits, but at the same time, Ohio State is getting that last official visit on June 23rd. So I think the official visits will really determine the battle for Aaron Scott. Could I see him in the class for sure? Am I predicting him to end up in the class? Not right now. So let's just say Aaron Scott doesn't end up in the class uh, and Bryce West doesn't end up in the class. So where does Michigan go from there first name that comes to mind is Tarion nichols also out of ohio ohio state just offered him not too long ago but if they get scott and west then i think nichols ends up at michigan if michigan gets scott i think nichols could end up at ohio state so a lot of moving parts with those ohio kids Another corner they really, really like uh, that's very highly ranked is Jameer Grimsley. Top 100 kid out of the Tampa area has Michigan in his top four right now. I think that one's going to be a little tougher of a pool. Uh, I would say Andre Evans, a fellow top 100 prospect, according to on three, is more likely. And there you see Jameer Grimsley's 
uh, profile. So he's kind of an outlier in terms of rankings. Same thing with Andre Evans as well. So Grimsley is ranked as the number 77 overall recruit nationally um, by on three, but he is a three star on two other services. And, and I believe it's again, somewhat similar for Andre Evans, another top 100 prospect on, on three. He is set to make his OV on June 16th, I believe. Um, that one's basically a Michigan-NC State battle. NC State has been the leader in that recruitment for several months, but Michigan uh, recently made a surge with Evans. They hosted him for an unofficial visit. So I wouldn't be completely shocked if Michigan just overtakes NC State on the official visit and becomes a leader there while NC State has long-lasting relationships with Evans. Uh, Klinkscale has done a – Steve Klinkscale, Michigan's co-defensive coordinator and cornerbacks coach, has done a terrific job of building that relationship with Evans in a short amount of time. Klink is obviously very well-connected in the state of Tennessee, specifically in Nashville, where Evans is from. And Michigan is obviously just a superior program, both on the field and off the field. No offense to NC State. So I think Michigan will have a true chance to win him over. So if Michigan doesn't get Scott, I do think uh, Nichols and Evans could be the guys at corner. If uh, Michigan does get Scott, I think they get, you know, one of Evans uh, or Nichols, more likely Evans, because at that point, you know, Nichols would more than likely be Ohio State. So really interested to see how the corner board shakes out. I did a mock class with Nichols and Evans, but again, I, I could see Aaron Scott in the class and that would likely mean a Scott Evans class. Now, if Evans decides, hey, I want to stick with NC State and they're not able to create movement uh, with Grimsley and Scott goes to Ohio State, um, then I guess you have to kind of reset the board from there. But I think Michigan's in a, in a really good spot uh, with Scott Nichols and Evan into the official visits. Let's go ahead and go to Terrence Yarbrough. It says, what are our chances for the big defensive tackle out of the Chicago area? Um, so referring to Justin Scott, five-star defensive lineman out of Chicago, St. Ignatius, um, not – Great. <laughs> uh, Michigan getting him in for an OV is a win in itself, but um, I, I think Michigan has improved on the NIL front. I'm not sure they've improved enough to land this type of prospect. Right now, I feel like Miami is the team to beat in that recruitment. Uh, let's go to Indigo Ronan, and he says, who are our realistic safety targets and who do we lead for? So coming back to the secondary, um, Safety board has some elite names or, or guys that are at least in the on 300. One coming in this weekend in Marquise Gallegos out of California. Now, that recruitment has been really weird, super quiet recruitment. Interested to see where Michigan stands after the OV. Some other high-end names to know. Uh, top 100 safety, Zaquan Patterson out of Miami. Same school as 2025 commit Chris Ewald. Uh, I think Michigan's a true dark horse in that recruitment, though Miami probably leads there. Then you have Ricardo Jones, another on 300 prospect out of Georgia. Might be my favorite guy on the safety board. Michigan just made his top nine, uh, but I think there's some work to do there. You also have Jordan Johnson Rubel 
Uh, another guy that's a top 300 kid out of IMG Academy. Really, really like him. He's one of my favorite safeties on the board as well. Michigan in his top five, set to get an OV this month, but some work to do there as well. So kind of work to do with all those guys, but Michigan squarely in the mix for them. The guy I think Michigan might end up with if they miss on some of those really high, highly rated guys is Nigel Maynard out of Tennessee, three-star prospect. I think he's ranked in the thousands, but I included him in my mock class. This is a guy that I'm told the Michigan staff kind of views as a Rod Moore type. They absolutely love um, what Nigel Maynard brings to the table. He is set to make his OV on June 23rd. That allows the first few weekends to kind of sort themselves out with guys like uh, Rubel um, and, and guys like Gallegos. I believe Zaquan Patterson's coming in that weekend as well. And, and with Zaquan, I think it's interesting because he's not making a, any type of decision until – I think he said like November or even December. Uh, but if they like Maynard enough and he wants to commit, I think he'd be a take for Michigan. So Nigel Maynard is the guy I have slotted in in that safety spot right now. But Michigan's still working in, working on several, you know, on 300 prospects at the safety position as well. Um, Colin Porter, of course, brings us to the last guy on the defensive backboard, and that is Boo Carter, who is being recruited as a nickel and he's really the lone nickel guy there. Jordan Johnson Rubel can definitely play the nickel. Uh, in fact, I would project him as a nickel, but right now boo Carter is that guy, uh, Tennessee, Michigan battling at the top. Tennessee has a 92% chance of landing boo Carter, but at the same time, Michigan has been gaining some recent momentum. Steve Klingscale has done a fantastic job of recruiting Carter and those around him. Carter has uh, established a really good friendship with Michigan commit Jacob Odin. They've actually played on the same seven-on-seven team on the club circuit this offseason. So there are definitely relationships with Michigan. Carter's been to Michigan in the past. His official visit will actually be the first time he brings his parents to Ann Arbor. So I think that'll uh, play a big role if Michigan can win over Carter's parents and sell them on the education side and some of the other things Michigan has to offer away from the field that, you know, Tennessee can't, I guess, um, you know, that could definitely move the needle. Of course, Tennessee is the home state school. Uh, Carter being from Chattanooga, he's fairly close to Knoxville. So that's going to, to play a factor. And, you know, we've seen Tennessee, do really well on the NIL front as well. That's something off the field that Michigan can't necessarily offer. So again, while Michigan's done better on the NIL side, I don't think they're playing the same game as Tennessee. So that's definitely something to watch as well. Uh, I think it's 50-50. Carter's one of those guys that you know could just commit out of nowhere and really surprise. I don't have a pick in. Like I said, I, right now I would just label it as a 50-50 battle um with Michigan and Tennessee at the top. Let's go ahead and go down to Go Blue 81 and he says how are we looking with Darian Mayo and Bradell Richardson? Um so let's go ahead and start off with Darian Mayo uh who recently released his top 6. I think Michigan and Ohio State are probably those schools at the top right now. I know our national analyst, 
Chad Simmons just predicted Mayo to Michigan, but he grew up with an affinity for Ohio State. He has a great relationship with Larry Johnson, so I'm still very worried about the Buckeyes. At the same time, I am cautiously optimistic about Michigan. I even included Mayo in my recent mock class. So, you know, if Michigan's able to get his teammate, Aaron Childs, both of them are visiting Michigan officially on June 23rd, then I think that could help as well. But I I do think that one's a really, really tight battle with Ohio State right now. But, you know, Mayo's a take no matter what. I mean, they absolutely love what he brings to the table. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where things stand with him. I would say two schools that are capable of surging up his list are Clemson, which is getting his first official visit this weekend, and South Carolina. He has a really good relationship with – you know, edge recruiter and area recruiter Sterling Lucas, who does a really good job in the DMV. Um, The Gamecocks obviously went into the DMV last cycle and pulled Nicholas Harbor. So I wouldn't dismiss South Carolina either when it comes to Darian Mayo. But right now heading into June OVs, of course, OVs can change a lot of things in recruiting. Um, But heading into these June OVs, I do think it's more of a Michigan, Ohio State battle. And then we are talking about Bradell Richardson, I'm assuming. Uh, Bradell Richardson, four star wide receiver out of the Tampa area. Um, Michigan is in his top four. I think LSU probably leads there. There is a, a connection with Jaden Davis. He uh, played on the same club seven on seven team on this circuit this year. Um, you see Notre Dame has the lead on the prediction machine, but the Irish did not make his top group. So, you know, maybe an official visit moves the needle. Maybe that connection with Jaden Davis moves the needle. I know Ron Bellamy has been working on Richardson for quite some time. He's been on campus in the past. I feel like Burdell Richardson is the least talk, talked about wide receiver on Michigan's board, but Michigan continues to impress him. So we'll see if the official visit Uh, moves the needle but like I said right now if I had to give an advantage to a school it would probably be LSU all right guys before I answer any more questions I want to bring you a message from one of our sponsors we want to take a moment to shout out a longtime partner of the Wolverine Lewis Jewelers Uh, simple question guys have you taken care of your wife's anniversary gift or birthday gift my wife has a birthday coming up on july 6th and uh you know my answer is no so i'm going to be heading to lewis jewelers and you can head to lewis jewelers if you have a birthday or anniversary or need a gift uh for your special someone it's stress-free and easy working with one of their non-commissioned expert trusted advisors finding that perfect diamond so stop by today guys and take care of the wives mothers and grandmothers in your lives so yeah i mean if you don't have a wife no problem you can get a gift for your mom get a gift for your grandma uh lewis jewelers has it all it's your diamond store and so much more since 1921 visit them at their new location 300 south maple road ann arbor or online at lewisjewelers.com that's lewisjewelers.com where ann arbor and the entire world can get engaged so uh thanks again for lewis jewelers 
All right, guys, we have about seven minutes left on the chat. So if you want to skip the line and get your question answered, uh, make sure to hit that donate button. That's a super chat that allows you to skip the line. And that money goes directly to my travel budget. All right, let's go ahead and go down to... Um, it looks like we had some <laughs> quite a bit of uh, discussion here in the chat. Let's go down to... Um, sorry about that, guys. Why are you guys arguing? <laughs> um, let's go ahead and go down to Jason Moose. And he said, EJ, I just heard four-star Jordan Ship has also scheduled uh, for an OV in June. Uh, yes, so Jordan Ship is coming in this weekend. So, guys, just to clarify, June 2nd um, is the first official visit weekend. So, obviously, that's coming up in a few days. There are four guys coming in for the official visit weekend. That is four-star edge rushers Brian Robinson and Jacob Smith four-star wide receiver Jordan Ship and four-star safety Marquise Gallegos. Um, in terms of Jordan Ship, like I said, he is coming in this weekend. He was originally looking at coming in the 16th Victor's weekend, which would make sense since that's when uh, Channing Goodwin and Jaden Davis are supposed to come in. I believe he's doing a national seven-on-seven tournament that weekend. In fact, Amarion Stewart, fellow wide receiver target, was also set to come in on June 16th, but decided to push back his official visit to June 23rd so he could play uh, in that tournament out in California. Uh, either way, look, I actually think this might be a positive for Michigan to not have him come in the same weekend as Jaden and Channing. He's already been to Michigan with Jaden and Channing on multiple occasions. I think this gives Jordan ship a sense of being an, his own individual, being his own top target at the university of Michigan, allowing Ron Bellamy to say, look, Jordan, we're not recruiting you because of Jaden Davis or because of Channing Goodwin, regardless of whether Jaden Davis or Channing Goodwin came to Michigan we want you. You've been our top target for a long time. And that's completely true. I mean, if Jaden Davis didn't exist, if Channing Goodwin didn't exist, I still think that Jordan Ship would be a top priority on the wide receiver board for Michigan. He fits what Michigan really wants, not just on the field, but off the field. On the field, you know, he's a bigger, thicker receiver at about six foot two. 190 pounds. He's physical. They want a real outside presence in this class. Jordan Ship can provide that. He's a very willing blocker, really strong hands, makes tough grabs and catches, terrific catch radius as well. I think he's really or really impressed this offseason and made strides. I think he's a little underranked. So uh, I've been a big Jordan Ship fan for a while as well. Um, and then in terms of off the field, this is a guy that was a junior captain at Providence Day. Uh, you know, Channing's a great kid. Jaden's a great kid. Neither were team captains as juniors. That was Jordan Ship. He was the team captain. He was the leader. Um, he just blends well with what it means to be a Michigan man. And because he was the team captain, I think Jordan Ship is going to make his own decision and reach his own conclusion. So it doesn't matter if you would have brought in 
Jaden Davis or Channing Goodwin. I think Jay, I think Jordan Ship wants his own individual experience. I think he wants to come to his own conclusion, and that doesn't mean that I'm alluding to him not picking Michigan. I think he just needs to get there on his own. It's like the conversation I had with Blake Frazier last week. It was like, you know, you know, Blake's obviously a legacy recruit. His dad is Steve Frazier. And he said he was kind of trying to fight going to Michigan because everybody wanted him to just follow in his dad's footsteps. But he finally reached the conclusion that Michigan was the best place for himself. And I think Ship needs to reach that conclusion. I think it's smart that they are uh, or that they've rescheduled this visit to this weekend. Uh, looks like we have a super chat from Ryan Moose. And he says, EJ, do you think we have a shot? At Ryan Wingo and Justin Scott, I know Wingo is a heavy Georgia lean, but if any staff can flip both, it's Michigan. Um, I think with Justin Scott, like I mentioned earlier, before we talk about Ryan Wingo, um, I just think Scott's going to be tough to win, especially you know on the NIL front with what Miami's doing. I think that's a big reason Miami has been surging here. So right now I would give Michigan a very – outside slim chance with Justin Scott, Ryan Wingo. I'm not sure it pairs much better, man. I do think uh, Ron Bellamy has done a great job here. Even getting an OV from Ryan Wingo when things look dead in the water is a big positive. So kudos to Ron Bellamy for doing that. He put in a lot of work uh, in the Ryan Wingo recruitment. Um, You know, he was just in St. Louis last week seeing Ryan Wingo. So they've invested a lot here. He's been to Michigan twice in the past been to Michigan more than Justin Scott. So I do think there could be a chance with Ryan Wingo, but I wouldn't get super excited about him at all. I still think he probably ends up at Georgia. The interesting about Ryan Wingo is you've had some leaders uh, shift with him. Um, I think Notre Dame was an early leader and then Tennessee became the team to beat and then Georgia became the team to beat. But with Georgia landing uh, Dylan Rayola, I think that's a big uh, plus for the Bulldogs. Obviously, you know, what they've done on the field helps as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I would say right now when it comes to Ryan Wingo and Justin Scott, uh, I would definitely temper expectations um so it looks like we are hitting the 30 minute mark so if you guys have any last minute questions make sure to uh jump in the chat and ask them um if not well the title says previewing the big official visit weekend so uh like i said the four guys coming in um are jacob smith brian robinson marquise gallegos and jordan ship Um, I'm going to just ask myself a question. Do I think Michigan will get a commitment coming out of the weekend? Um, Man, I'm really interested to see how this one goes. You know, Jacob Smith still has official visits scheduled to Kentucky and Nebraska, but at the same time with Gerard already committed and Gerard coming in with him for an unofficial visit, Gerard will make his own OV on June 23rd. I think there's a chance that they can get Jacob to commit as well and maybe not go on that those last OVs. What's important with the Smith brothers is their mom didn't come the first time. It was just their dad. Uh, their mom will be with them this time. So if they win over mom, I think they can win over Jacob. Uh, Brian Robinson, like I said, man, he's been a long time lean. 
Um, he needs to lock up his spot now because those edge spots could be flying off the board soon. Uh, with Devin Baxter, Dominic Nichols, Elias Rudolph, Darian Mayo, uh, come, and obviously you have Jacob Smith who's coming in this weekend. I mean, there are only so many spots here. So we'll be interested to see if Brian Robinson finally pulls the trigger. Uh, Jordan Ship, obviously I gave an overview of his uh, visit earlier. I do think there's a chance there, but he is scheduled to visit NC State um, next weekend. And Marquise Gallegos is the uh, mysterious guy of the weekend. No real gauge for where Michigan stands um, in that recruitment right now. I think we'll learn a lot more following this official visit. All right, guys, for more official visit coverage, head over to the Wolverine.com. Uh, subscribe today for just $29.99. You get six months, and that gets you access to premium recruiting information, team information, basketball, NIL, and so much more. Uh, so head over there and subscribe. Also, like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our next goal is to get to 22,000 subscribers. We're only 200 away, so subscribe. That is completely free. Enjoy the rest of y'all's week. Looking forward to the big OV weekend, and we'll see y'all next week. Thank you.